The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and good afternoon if you are tuning in live. If you're downloading a podcast, thank you for doing that. We're so happy that so many of you are listening. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff. And I'm so happy that you've joined us and you continue to join us. We've, we've been getting great feedback about the show and glad the topics are of interest. And as you know, if you've been listening for a while, but if you're new, let me share what this show is here for. We are here on The Career Confidant to share the skills and tools and resources that you need to manage your own career. So... In our economy, it's very apparent that there's so much change. There's so much evolution, if you want to put a more positive spin on it, right? And that that's causing our career management to really be up to us. No longer is our company going to do all of that for us and provide us that that really clear path. And those are skills that most of us aren't used to using, aren't used to having to stay in touch with where our industry is going and what skills are we going to need to meet their needs and how do we build our career in the direction that we want to. So each week I share my experience helping thousands of professionals advance their careers and I bring in industry leaders to help provide career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve and moving forward in your career in the way that you want to. And that that part of our career being put back on us is really what prompted me to start this show. I, I realized that a lot of the professionals I was talking to who might be very experienced in their careers and in their technical expertise, leadership expertise, were really at a loss on how to manage their own careers. So at any time, you're welcome to to shoot me an email and ask me a question. I'm happy to answer questions that you might have about your career issues or leadership growth. And you can email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com with any of your questions. So if you were listening in the last couple of weeks, I've talked to a couple of professionals who are experts on the area of millennial careers. So a, a couple weeks ago, we talked to Cheryl, Dr. Cheryl Minnick from the University of Montana, and she talked about applicant tracking systems and applicable to all ages of job seekers. But she also had some really great tips for those university graduates, new graduates, 
because of her position. And then we talked to Gayla Jackson last week about millennial career path, millennial career development, how, how it's different, the process that they'll go through, and really the maybe lack of shortcut that I think we as millennials, and I say we because I, I do belong in that group, that sometimes we want to take into our career. And so if you're in that group or if you have you know kids in that group, I encourage you to go back and listen to Gayla. She gives a great overview of that process and some tips to move through it. And today I really wanted to talk more about age discrimination. I had a a client who wrote to me and said, oh, my significant other just went to an interview yesterday and was asked about their age. Well, not directly, right? But asked how they would interact with their younger employees. Yikes, right? That That is a reality in our job search today, this age discrimination idea. And I want to dig into that, really want to talk about the real part of that and it's how it's happening and why it's happening. I also am going to talk a little bit about the younger age group because just like anything, there, there tends to be age discrimination on both ends. So we're going to talk a little bit to that younger group and the age discrimination that's happening there. And if you're not in that group, it may help you in other ways when you walk into that interview and you see someone in front of you who's in this age group that, that maybe you think, oh, you know, how am I going to do this and all these stereotypes come into your head. I know that happens. I talk to job seekers who maybe don't realize that I'm in that group and they have opinions about that age group and both ways that hurts us. So it's that double edged sword, right? That we are getting discriminated against. And when we walk into that room, we discriminate no matter which side of the coin we're on. So we're going to talk through some of those things. We're going to talk about the pieces that you can't change and the pieces that you can, right? So I, just kick us off here with a, a story. And I used to do a group with gentlemen who are in a halfway house here locally. They violated parole instead of going back to jail. They got to go to this halfway house and, and try to restart things. So we worked with a, a gentleman there who had to have been at least six foot four. And he had a six inch fro, right? This hair just stood up at least another six inches off of his head. He, he was a great guy, right? He had tons of charisma, and he had been very successful in sales, although the sale of what he was doing was not exactly what those of us in the, the community would want him to be selling. But he had that great charisma, great ability to talk to people, and yet he was having a really hard time landing a job. And most of us can understand why, right? Whether we like it or not, whether it's right or not, we judge by looks. It goes way back to when it's helped us survive, to be able to judge something very quickly and decide whether or not it was 
something we wanted to get into, approach, danger, all of those very biological things still drive a lot of our judgment and it happens very quickly, right? They, that first impression is made within three seconds and a lot of that is how you look, unfortunately. And so we had a, a discussion with this gentleman, my colleague and I that were doing this group and in counseling, we had learned, and that's why we were doing the group, was to get started on our, our road in counseling, that you always talk to people about at least more than three options, right? Because if I give you two options, one is yours or what I think you want, and one is mine, what, what you might think I want. If we can brainstorm more than three options, we get more creative, and there's usually something that's in between those two. So we worked with him, and we did, we brainstormed some ideas, right? He could change where he looked. He could look in organizations that that might not be as big of a deal to. Tattoo parlors, younger organizations, places that didn't have that formal culture, right? Might not care about his hair. Then we talked about, of course, how he could change how he looked. Was Was that an option for him? Was it something that he was really integral to who he was. And, of course, he could add places that he was looking already, adding more options to the the list of places he was job-seeking, looking at different types of jobs, right, all different types of opportunities that he could do to just expand his list. He chose, by, by himself, to cut his hair. And... Within two weeks, he had a job. Obviously, we can't change our age. And we can change little things about what we do that may make us look older or younger. But we may or may not want to do that, and that's a decision that all of us have to make. So we're going to talk about some of those little things that you can change. But I first want to talk about fear. Because most of our discrimination, stereotypes, again, relate back to that very primal idea of fear, making that quick decision so that I don't get myself into trouble. That fight or flight, if you will. And so, regardless of your age, I'm going to help you a little bit today. And I want you to think about what is the employer's real fear. What is their fear? And when I talk to you 50 plus folks, a lot of times the first thing you'll say when I ask you what is that hiring manager's fear is, oh, they're worried I'm going to make them look bad. They're worried that I, you know, I'm going to come in and do the job better than they can. They worry that I know more than they do. They're intimidated. I tell you what, some of those things might be going on, but we need to dig a little bit deeper. We need to really think about what those fears are of that employer. And even if it might be that they're intimidated by you and your experience because you you have that experience that maybe they don't have, that fear of theirs you can either feed into or you can alleviate 
if you want the job or the promotion or maybe even to be included on some projects. It, it really is a pervasive thing if we're working across generations, whether we're job seeking or, or currently employed, thinking about how are we really interacting with our team and those stereotypes that we might be bringing and the stereotypes that they're bringing and how we want to, how we want to interact with that because it's there. And if we ignore it, a lot of times we're somehow feeding that stereotype. So how can we address it? A lot of times the kind of surface level fears of employers with a 50 plus category, right? And that's an arbitrary number, but that tends to be where the discrimination starts to happen is around that that 50 plus range. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Some of it's around energy, right? Longevity. How are you going to? How long are you going to stay? How long are you going to work? Can you put in the hours that we're putting in here, right? Do you have the the stamina to do that? The physical health. So there's some of that superficial stuff that we can do little things to combat, right? Depending on how strongly you feel about things, you, you could dye your hair. You can look more energetic, right? And in some ways, having that energy around you, maybe that's working out, doesn't mean you have to be thin. It's just that energy piece. Do you you display energy? But when we come back from our break, we're going to get a little bit deeper. Maybe that flip side or reframing of that kind of their intimidated idea to really think about what their fears might be. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to keep talking about how we can address those fears to try to eliminate discrimination from their point of view when they're making their decision. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful, and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be, and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. So we are back here at The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about age discrimination. And we're starting with that 50-plus age group, but I really want to and, and hope you'll stay with me to listen to both sides of the coin, realizing that most of the time when we're in a situation where there's that age gap, both people are bringing that discrimination to the table, and it's great for us to realize what they're coming to the table with and also what we are coming to the table with. So we've talked a little bit about that 50-plus age group and kind of the superficial stuff, right? The, the energy, the longevity, how long you're going to stay, stamina, physical health, and anything you can do to address those things in your daily work or in your interview are going to help you, right? To the superficial parts of, of dyeing your hair or work, working out to keep your physical health up to maybe some of what you say in an interview, obviously not, I call it using the R word, right? I don't, I don't want to hear anybody talk about retirement in their interview and you might go, oh my gosh, you would do that. Well, it happens a lot, um, right? Because people just aren't thinking about that and they want to be upfront. And there's that fine line there of, of being upfront and kind of shooting ourselves in the foot, right? So thinking about those little things, that those are fears, and how can we make sure we're not playing into them? And if there are ways that we can verbally or or in our self-presentation combat them, that's going to help us to be energetic, to, to look young, not look, not look younger, but to have that kind of younger personality feel, right? Because age is, is just a number. It's really about how you approach life and whether no matter what age we are, we like people who are vital, who are energetic, who are trying to get stuff done. And most of us are no matter what our age. So it's just figuring out ways to make that shine. Let's go deeper. So again, I said the first response for most 50 plus people when I ask them what they think the fear of the employer is, is that that person's intimidated by them. If they're under 35, they've got to be intimidated by my experience. And I've heard it enough to know that it's it's a pretty common response. I want you to think about that differently. Because here's what I have seen are really the fears of that younger person if they're trying to hire you. Are you going to be part of my team? Are you going to listen to me? Because no matter what age we are, part of our leadership measurement by the people above us is, does my team perform? Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to try to be a dictator if I'm younger, right? And we'll talk more about that. But it's that no matter what age you are, if you're the leader, people around you are looking to you as a leader, and does your team do, perform, 
do they get along together? Do they work together? And in some ways, do they let you direct them? And so if I'm a, a younger hiring manager, I may not be necessarily intimidated. I may be wondering, and I guess it's there's some intimidation there, but it's really, are you going to be a part of my team? Are you going to let me lead you? Will you listen to new ideas? And there's two examples of this that have just hit me really hard. I want to share them with you. One is a gentleman I worked with a while ago who is going in and interviewing for top-level position within an organization. And part of what he was doing was bringing in a plan for how he was going to transform that organization. Sounds like a no-brainer, right? Sounds great. But the organization's culture, not even related to age, but just the culture of that type of organization was very collaborative. And so when we were talking, it became very apparent that he was walking into this situation with a plan that made him sound very dictatorish. Nice word there, right? I made that one up. And that plan was actually not even in line with his brand. He was a very collaborative guy. He was a get all the input, get everybody engaged kind of guy. But the plan was coming across very top down. That can get people in trouble with age. It also can get people in trouble just with the culture. Second example, maybe a little bit more relatable for some of you, was a a gentleman who was going to interview with a younger hiring manager within an industry where he had 20 plus, 30 plus years of experience. And that younger hiring manager asked him to put together a, a plan or give them some ideas on how he might handle something. Just like many of you, his first thought was, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing, so she's asking me to give her some ideas that she's going to use. I would like to offer another opinion. Perhaps she was asking to see if he would take a collaborative approach. Perhaps she was asking to see if he would ask her some questions before he dove in about the group, about the culture, about the goals of the organization. Or did he just launch in with his experience like he knew everything and, and could do her job? Again, it's there may be a little intimidation there, but a lot of it is also, are you going to be part of the team? And can you give up your ideas and be collaborative even in this interview situation, which we talked to Wayne Mitchell about a few weeks ago. And I was just thrilled for him as an executive recruiter to talk about the importance of that collaboration in the interview and not holding our ideas like there's some great golden goose, right? Most ideas are not new today. Most things have been done. You know, that collaborative approach and having that is going to make you far more hireable than ever holding on to what you think might be great ideas with a very few exceptions, of course, around technology kinds of things. So if you're in that 50 plus category, I would just ask you to to challenge yourself for a little bit. Challenge that belief that that person across the desk is intimidated by you. 
think more collaboratively. That's how X and Ys work, right? That's how millennials and Gen X work is collaboratively. So challenge yourself to, to think that way and to work on your brand in a little different way, right? I see a lot of 50 plus people leading their resumes, their LinkedIn profiles with 20 plus years experience in. That brand statement right there, I don't know how you can be surprised that then people are discriminating against your age, right? You're putting it out there. You're making that the most important thing. And it doesn't need to be. What have you done? What have you accomplished? That it has more value. That tells me what you can do tomorrow. That has some teeth, right? And thinking about the, the little things, right? The silly little things. And I, I wrote an article about this. But just uh, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm not on Facebook or even I'm not on LinkedIn because that, you know, privacy issues and then, you know, you that may be true and you don't have to be on those things, but taking that position and saying those things is an indicator of age, right? It, it, it just is. And it starts to help you sound like you're not up with technology, which is another fear, right, of employers that are looking at that age group. And I want you to start thinking about your strengths. So how can you speak in ways that don't highlight these stereotypes, and how can you build on your strengths? You do have experience. Leverage that. Talk about that experience. Talk about the things you've accomplished that might add value in a way that's collaborative, in a way that doesn't necessarily stand up and boast and shout, I've got 30 years of experience, but says, oh yeah, we could work on that problem together. I'd love to hear how how your experience, even you 35-year-old, right, how your experience can add value, and I'd love to bring my experience to to this problem. That stability, right? When people are worried about your longevity, you can demonstrate that stability, whether that be the the companies that you've been with or the work ethic that you have. Those are strengths for you. The ability to make decisions, right? You use your experience and your life experience. And you've you've worn a lot of hats. And if we can position that in the right way, it can be a very strong part of your brand. So again, in in this section for for you all who are over 50, it's thinking about that double-edged sword. Recognizing the fears, recognizing the stereotypes, and not doing some of the things that enforce those right? Carrying around old technology, some of those things, even a paper calendar, right? Some, some, there's a, a transition going on there, but being mindful of that, especially if you're interviewing with a high tech company, what are, what are you doing with your brand that, that shows you're up to date? And then on the other side, being able to speak to that as a strength, but in a way that doesn't just try to capitalize on experience or age as a strength because inherently not everybody's going to agree with that, right? A 35-year-old isn't going to think that 30-plus years of experience in and of itself is some, some great strength. It's what have you done? What problems have you solved? What have you accomplished? What value have you brought? 
all of those things that you can demonstrate will, will resonate a lot better than just the years of experience by themselves. And again, that energy, that enthusiasm, in some ways, that statuitiveness, right? That you're gonna you're gonna be there. You're not looking to retire anytime soon. And even if you are looking to retire sometime soon, who knows, right? Things might happen. It might not be something you want to put out there that could get in your way when it, it may or may not be a step you decide to take in the next five to ten years, right? Life, life can change a lot between now and then. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the under 35 world. Again, for those of you who are 50 plus, to check your stereotypes about that group. And for those of you that are in that group, to think about some of the stereotypes that that the older group might have of you, of us, and how can we make sure we're not playing into those stereotypes. So we'll be back in just a few seconds. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top HR trends. Learn how you can become the savvy HR innovator who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the future of work. HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and this is your host, Marie Zemanoff. And today we're talking about age discrimination. And we're talking about the double-edged sword in a lot of different ways around age discrimination. So we talked about that 50-plus group and the stereotypes that might be happening when they walk into the room, especially if they're walking in with a younger hiring manager, younger leader, younger manager. 
and thinking about the kind of superficial things that, that we know are happening and how can we combat some of those energy, age, longevity, physical health, some of those more superficial things. And then really looking deeper in terms of if I'm being intimidating, how can I take some control over that and not be, right? Because it's only hurting you if if they are intimidated by you. So we talked a lot about how we can reframe that, think about it a little bit differently, and make sure that we're being collaborative. Now, the under 35 group, I just... I laugh every time I hear somebody over 50 talking about the under 35 group because it just becomes such a polarizing thing. And and even lots of presentations on how to work intergenerationally just have a hard time going over well when they're presented from one side or the other, obviously, because we all have these stereotypes. And what are the big ones for your millennials, right? Your millennials are entitled They don't know how to work. They don't have a work ethic. They don't respect experience. They don't have experience in a workplace. And they don't have any life experience. They can't communicate. Right? They like their phone, but they can't talk face-to-face. They're not loyal. Maybe they don't even want to stay somewhere. And those are just some of them that I've heard But that gets them in just as much trouble as it gets a 50-plus-year-old. It all depends on who's hiring, right? Like like my candidate, that tall guy with big hair, if another tall guy with big hair was interviewing him, it probably wouldn't be a big deal. If another guy with a record was interviewing him, it wouldn't be a big deal. The, The discrimination happens and... And it really happens no matter what we're talking about, age, ethnicity, a whole variety of things in how we look or act or where we're from. It all comes when there's difference. And with age, it tends to come when there's at least a gap of 10 years or a perceived gap of 10 or more years. And that younger group really struggles I guess to be taken seriously, just like the older group tends to struggle getting seen as being flexible and up with technology, right? Those That tends to be the, the fear with the younger group and that they, they don't listen, right? Maybe even similar to what we were talking about with the 50 plus group, the younger group doesn't think they listen and the older group doesn't think the younger group listens, well, right? And we're both kind of standing there yelling at each other or, or not saying anything. So that that younger group, it, it's interesting to watch the discrimination happen there because a lot of times it's it's even in the position description itself, just like an a fifty plus year old might experience, right? You have to have this many years of experience. Well, great, that's going to count this younger group out. Just as, you know, if you're 50 plus and you want to apply for a position that's an entry-level position, they're going to discriminate you out, right? And some of that is actually just based on experience, and it's not really discrimination, although we may feel it's discriminatory 
And if we are that 35-year-old, I think we sit there and we know that these things are an issue. We know that 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 50-plus-year-old sitting across the table is doubting our work ethic. They're doubting that that we are entitled, that we're going to be okay working, right, and and not being the boss. They're they're doubting our experience. And so it's that other side of the coin that we've got to be knowing that that's coming and be prepared for it. Be prepared to speak to those things in a way that makes sense to that person, in a way that that somehow fits in with their values. And that 50-plus value system tends to be very work structure related, right? That you're, you're only working when you're at work and, and that you're, you know, you should be working 50 or 60 hours a week. And that's definitely different than the, the 35 year old value system. And we could talk a little bit about why, and that might be helpful for our older listeners, but it's that piece of loyalty that's that's just different right those 35 year olds tend to be loyal to their family they're loyal to people and they're actually super loyal to a mission they are not loyal to a company and we talked a little bit about that last week but the obvious reason is that their parents got laid off after they'd worked for a company for 20 or 30 years so they have no reason to see being loyal to a company as a good thing. It just doesn't make sense to them. And if we're in that group, we have to realize that that is important to the person sitting across from us. Our ability to demonstrate some kind of loyalty, our ability to to demonstrate that experience with not overstating it, right? Because when we start to overstate it, then we get into that entitlement. We have to demonstrate our ability and and somehow show that we're okay with working. Show that we can work. Show that we don't have to be in charge. And we might see that as collaborative if we're under 35. We just see it as everybody's equal. But that's not the the boomer mindset, right? The the 50 plus mindset is much more hierarchical. And if we want to be successful, we're going to have to ease into our collaborative structure within that hierarchical organization. Not going to walk in at the interview and expect the whole organization to change and be collaborative just for us. There are a few organizations that do that, and it's great. And you're really limiting your pool of options if you only go to those companies that work the way you want them to work. You can be quite successful as a young person operating within the hierarchy. You just have to make change from within instead of expecting it to change from the beginning, right? And in your interview, you're looking at that and you're looking at the cultures. Is there the opportunity for you to make a little bit of change to work a way that fits more for you? And if you want to work within that organization and it's a hierarchy, can you plug in, right? Can you do it? And and you might surprise yourself if you're under 35 that you, you can do it. 
So those under 35-year-olds obviously also have strengths that maybe the 50-plus-year-olds can see. And as the 35-year-old, we want to make sure that we're communicating. Right? As Gayla was talking about last week, most technology-advanced generation. That's one of our strengths. However, we want to watch over doing that. Gayla and I were laughing last week about our our uh, younger peers' ability to say, well, I'll just Google that. There will be something at some point you will be able to Google, right? So, yes, we've got technology. We still need to appreciate and, and seek out that actual experience from those other folks, which most of us really enjoy, actually. We do have that loyalty to a mission. And so even if we've maybe job hopped a little bit, if we can speak to a loyalty to a mission, whether that be within the industry or getting these skill sets and help people see that we do have a loyalty and this is how their organization and that loyalty connect, right? We're going to be here because this is our loyalty to either the industry, skill set, customer, whatever it might be that that loyalty lies to. We do have it. It's actually pretty strong. So find a way to communicate that. Our availability, right? Especially if you're still young, you don't have kids yet. You can meet those boomers at that point of the workaholic stage, if you will, and and just be there, right? You're going to want to work hard. You've got the, the availability. We actually tend to be more flexible when our, with our work-life balance, which can get us in trouble because we like to work all the time. We answer emails. We're just very fluid, and it can really help us have that older manager see us the way they want to, see us as that hard worker. If we can make that work-life balance work and, and communicate it around it and maybe realize that we'll have to be in the office even though it, it seems a little silly to us, that those are the expectations, right? We're going to be in the office and, and that's just the way it works. So that flexibility with work-life balance. Some of the things that I see the under 35 crowd doing that are, are shooting them in the foot, just like the 30 plus years of experience can be um, a bad branding move for the 50 plus group you young people leading everything with your education, right? If you have experience, lead with your experience. I even was looking at a LinkedIn page the other day of an experienced engineer and the education part of in LinkedIn, right? You can move around the sections and the experience part was above, or the education part was above the experience, even though he'd been out of school for five to seven years. So, just like our 50-plus not leading with the 30 years of experience, you 35-year-olds, you know, if you've got experience, 30-year-olds, whatever it is, lead with that experience, not your education. The flip side of the same coin, right? And be careful about your overuse of technology. You know, you don't need to be using your phone, especially when you're in an interview, which you would think would be obvious, but I see people do it. Watch that overuse of technology, especially when you're around those 50-plus kinds of crowds, unless, of course, the technology makes sense for what you're, what you're doing. Be that good communicator, right? Throw away that stereotype that you don't know how to communicate. So we'll be right back, and we're going to 
kind of talk about some of these closing issues for you 50 plus year olds and you under 35 year olds and we'll be right back in just a few minutes When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Social media is growing at an astounding rate. In just virtually five short years, we have seen YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter take the world by storm. How do you effectively make social media work for you? Tune in to The Social Universe with host Kurt Wilhelm. We'll show you how to market your business or yourself to get ahead, especially in unstable economic times. We'll also discuss practices that you can apply to increase visibility and revenue as you unlock the mysteries of the social universe. The Social Universe is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about age discrimination. And we've talked about the 50-plus group and some of the stereotypes that might be going on when a younger hiring manager or manager is sitting across from them. Some of the things that, that you can do if you're in that group to promote your strengths, to not feed into those stereotypes. And then we talked about those 35-year-olds, same thing, what a 50-year-old or plus hiring manager is thinking when they're across from you. Some of the things you can do to not feed into those stereotypes and communicate your strengths. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, Marie, you know, this is not just my problem. It's illegal. It's un- it's not right. You know, this age discrimination stuff just has to stop. And I would tell you that I don't argue with you one bit. However, in my limited experience, I guess some of you might think with 32 years on this earth, the only thing we can control is us. And so my goal today has been to give you some ideas and things to think about to help control your actions because that's what we've got. That's what you have to work with. And I know that you'll be more successful if you change what you have control over, which is you. 
Now you can decide what things you want to change, right? If you don't want to dye your hair, don't do it. If you don't want to take the 30 plus years off of, re- of experience off the top of your resume, don't do it. Just thinking about how that's coming across, how the other person is seeing it, all of those pieces that fit into what we might call your brand, those are your choice. Those are your choice to decide what you want to be your brand. And then you've got the other pieces, right? We talked about at the very beginning. You can change where you look. You can change your brand. You can change more options. You have other things that you can do. You've got choices. So today we've really just been talking about the fears, the stereotypes, and some ways that you can combat those. Again, things that are under your control. I had one of these experiences probably about five years ago now, where it was just so obvious to me that the stars were lining up for me to help me understand this issue. I was teaching classes at a local workforce center here and had two women come into two totally different classes that had just interviewed for the same position. One of the women, they're, okay, same age-ish. One of the women came into the class and she said, oh, I just had the most horrible interview. I said, oh, tell the, you know, tell the class if you don't mind that we'd all love to learn from this. And she said, I just interviewed with this young company. You know, it's a call center. It's an executive support position for their COO. But I know that they're interviewing this other younger lady, and that's who they're going to hire. And I said, well, you know, what happened in the interview that made you think that? Well, I walked through that room, and right away I could tell that no one in the room was over 30, right? No one in the room was my age. And I made a comment about that, you know, that, wow, everyone here is really young. And then the interview, you know, it, it was okay, but I could just tell that they want somebody younger. I said, oh, you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you. This, you know, age discrimination stuff and the company culture, it sounds like maybe it's just not a fit. You know, I was very inexperienced at that point and, and just trying to figure out how to help her navigate. A few days later, different lady, different class. She comes in. She said, oh, I just, I just got an offer for this job. Why are you in class? But sure, yeah, love. Tell us, tell us what's what's this job? Well, it's at this call center, and it's for the the CEO. Oh, it's going to be a great position. And I said, oh, tell me about your interview. And she said, oh, you know, I went in there, and walked through the center, and nobody in there was over thirty. And I said, oh, what a great place to work. All this young energy working around those people is just going to make me young. And. The interview was great. I just, I'm so excited to start working for this company. And it was at that moment that a little part of me, it's taken a lot, but a little part of me started to believe that what we put out there really does come back. Right? I'd always heard and actually even had been teaching the whole principle of your, you know, your thoughts have energy and they create, they create your reality, 
But it was at that moment that I really started to believe it. I tend to be an analytical, very practical type in that kind of wooey, wooey, your your thoughts become reality stuff um, just was a little bit too much for me. But it was at that moment that I started to see that these women were same age, similar experience, both very qualified. But why did they hire the second woman? They hired her because she fit in with their culture. It wasn't about age. It was about fit. And when you walk into a room already thinking that you're too old or you're the wrong ethnicity or you don't have the experience or whatever it might be that you're telling yourself you don't have, as soon as you put that thought out there, you're going to say something or do something with your body language. There's going to be something in that conversation that happens that makes that thought a reality. And it happens. It's one of the things I talk about when I talk to people about interviewing is what is the question you don't want to answer? Or what is the thing that you are worried they're they're worried about? And we better have a good answer for that because if we don't, they'll ask. And they'll ask because in some weird way we're putting out there that we don't want to answer it. And so when I talk about age specifically, I want you to take ownership of that for both of those reasons. I want you to take ownership of it because it's you're the only one who can. Other people's stereotypes, other people's discrimination, you can't do anything about except for have more places that you're looking, right? You can change your behavior. You can change your brand if you want to and in the ways you want to. And when we start to do that and we start to think about it differently, we have less opportunity and less time that we're going to be putting into those negative thoughts and thinking about how we're not a fit before we even walk in. And that's the real power, whether us analytical types want to believe it or not. So thank you for joining us here at The Career Confidant. As Again, you're always welcome to email me at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And if you're interested in talking further or having me help you, coach you through some of these areas that are very sticky, I'm happy to share with you how I can do that. And you can also find some of those that information on my website, astrategicadvantage.com. But we look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 